Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. So I'd like to, um, if you have a Bible, you might be using your phone that you would usually use as a Bible for this um, session. But uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles, we're going to go to Lamentations chapter 3. And I'm sure you won't want to see my face the entire time. So... Let's go read Lamentations chapter 3 together, uh, beginning there in verse 1. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 1. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. He has aged my flesh and my skin and broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and woe. He has set me in dark places like the dead of long ago. He has hedged me in so that I cannot get out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with hewn stone. He has made my paths crooked. He has been to me a bear lying in wait like a lion in ambush. He has turned aside my ways and torn me in pieces. He has made me desolate. He has bent his bow and set me up as a target for the arrow. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce my loins. I have become the ridicule of all my people, their taunting song all the day. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drink wormwood. He has also broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. You have moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. So, you know your Bible, you know that Lamentations is written by Jeremiah the prophet. Um, and Jeremiah sounds like he's had a bad day. Um, he's had a bad life. Um, have you ever felt like that? Uh, remember, this book is called Lamentations. What does that mean exactly? Uh, that literally means mournings, cryings, weepings, or sorrowings. Some of the earliest manuscripts um, have these words at the beginning as Lamentations 1 starts. And it came to pass after Israel had been carried away captive and Jerusalem was become desolate that Jeremiah sat weeping and he lamented with lamentation over Jerusalem. And he said, dot, dot, dot. And then we have the book of Lamentations. So there's this very gloomy tone. Jerusalem and the temple had been destroyed the lineage of King David had been discontinued, and people had been sent into exile and captivity. The sins of the people had brought on terrible destruction. It seemed that God's promises had been forgotten, but even in the midst of the gloom, there was a glimmer of hope. And that's what I want to draw your attention to next. If we continue reading um, there in Lamentations chapter 3, sorry for the second Shazam. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. This I recall to mine, and therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So that's what I'd like to talk about for these last few minutes is this passage here in Lamentations chapter 3, there at verse 21. So the first thing Jeremiah says is, this I recall to mind. So after he had just said all those horrible things, right, that he called to mind, these were real, his real world, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of instability, a lot of sadness, a lot of gloom. Does it sound familiar? It's surrounded by those things, exile and captivity. We don't know that, but this is what he knew, and this is what he felt, and this hung on him heavy. But he said, this I recall to mind. Um, And then he goes on to say these other things. So this is an active effort, right? We recall to mind. We have to choose to think on these things. So I have to trade my current thoughts for different thoughts and different thoughts that bring a blessing. And so as Jeremiah remembered God's faithfulness, this changed his whole outlook, his emotions. He says, this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Therefore, I have hope. As long as we contemplate our troubles, the more convinced we become of our isolation, our helplessness, our hopelessness, our inability to find relief. But instead, we change our minds. This I recall to mind. The Lord's mercies keep us from being consumed. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not, is what Jeremiah writes what the Holy Spirit has inspired him to say. Without God, we become completely consumed. And we're overtaken by many different things. It could be guilt. It could be sadness. It could be discouragement. It could be pain. It could be the circumstances that surround us. But God's mercies have something better in mind for us because his compassions do not fail. His compassions fail not. There's no confusion here. They fail not, right? Period. God is always compassionate. Compassion is one of the most frequent emotions we see that's written about with Jesus and the Gospels. Um, This peace of God, of his character, that is true time and time again. Because I'm going to fail God many times. And I'm not trying to pick on you, but so are you. You're going to fail him time and time again. But you know what? God's compassions don't fail. No matter how much we fail, his compassions never fail. And I'm grateful for that. The Lord's mercies are new every morning. Okay? That's every morning. That was this morning. That was yesterday morning. Every morning. So we have this promise um, that there's a fresh start, a fresh chance every morning. Because great is God's faithfulness. His faithfulness is great. It's not adequate, it's not average, it's not pretty good, it's great. God is always faithful. You can count on him and every single morning at that without fail. Um, God is far greater than everything that's worldly and imperfect. And the Lord is our our portion. The Lord is everything to us. He is what gets us through. Because of all these facts, we have hope in him. So who else could do all of this, could be all of this, could offer all of this? No one but the Lord. God is our hope, our reason, our purpose. No one else. And God is good to those who wait on him and who seek him. Again, there's action and choice involved in enjoying these blessings. 
We have to wait on God. We spend time with him. We sit at his feet. We listen to his word. We pray to him. We wait on him. I think of the idea of a waiter at a restaurant, a server, someone who waits on someone, someone who serves him. And that's what we're supposed to do. And God is good to those who wait on him and who seek him. You have to seek him. You have to wait in quiet expectation of blessing. God is going to give his children blessings. Those who come to him in childlike faith and those who trust their heavenly father. And then those who wait on him, the idea here is this acceptance of God's will and his timing, no matter what it may be. And then that gets us to verse 26. So we hope and we wait quietly for salvation. This is about patience and endurance. And that's what we need during these difficult times right now. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. What a blessing. So even as Jeremiah talks about his teeth being broken and eating gravel and all these horrible things, his circumstances, how miserable things were and how dejected he was, yet he recalled these things to mind. Um, And what a blessing when we draw our mind back to the great faithfulness of God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.